This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you in part by Rosedale Communications, offering author-centric literary consulting, writing, and editing services to help you capture your voice, craft your message, edit your content, and publish your completed manuscript for business or ministry online at craftingyourmessage.com. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number four him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I Work For Him podcast. Hey, we're fueling the faith and work movement here five days a week, providing you resources for you, the workplace believer, as you learn to connect what you hear on Sunday with what you do in your nine to five. I just want to welcome you to I Work For Him. You know, however you're listening to I Work For Him today, make sure that you check us out online, iWorkForHim.com. That's iWork, the number four, Him.com. Los Angeles, California. What's the Lord doing there? Most of what we hear is political rhetoric or news media hype. Do we ever get to hear what the Lord is really doing? I don't think so. The news isn't going to cover that. So we here at I Work For Him have got to do that job. Called by God to highlight what's up in the faith and work movement across America, we travel virtually to Los Angeles today to the Center for Faith and Work in Los Angeles with Steve and Margaret Lindsay. Steve and Margaret met with Martha and I in Kansas City this past fall, and we were so intrigued as to what God was doing in L.A., we wanted you all to hear about it and get the word out there about the Center for Faith and Work Los Angeles conference coming up in April. Steve and Margaret Lindsay, welcome to I Work For Him. Great to be here, Jim. Thank you. We're just excited to have you guys on. We're so glad we finally get to put that October connection back in, even though it's almost six months later. Excited that you guys have a conference coming up in Los Angeles, and we wanted everybody to know about it. And we've we've been spending so much time focusing all over the country. We love heading to L.A. and hearing that the Lord is alive and well in L.A. But before we get to hear about your conference that's coming up, where people can find out about that online at faithandworkla.com, why don't you go ahead and tell us, Margaret, you first, how did you come to be a follower of Jesus? Well, I, uh, and during my college years, between my junior and senior year, I had a job at, in Boulder, Colorado, and I went to a large Presbyterian church there. Uh, the college intern discipled me all summer long, and uh, then I put my faith in Christ at the end of the summer. Mm, that's fantastic. So you didn't grow up uh, going to church or anything like that. You, you, going to college I, was when you first heard about Jesus. Well, I went to a church growing up. It was a church where I actually had to leave in order to hear the gospel. But um, I was glad to have heard that when I uh, was in my college years. Steve Lindsay, what about you? How did you come to be a follower of Jesus? Well, I grew up in uh, what I'd call a nominal Christian home. We attended various churches over time, but there was never uh, serious involvement or uh, understanding of the gospel growing up. And uh, But my 
grandmother was a very devout Christian woman who I ended up doing some yard work for on a weekly basis uh, in Manhattan Beach. And I would go over there and she would serve me lunch and tell me Bible stories and talk about people coming to faith in Christ. And uh, her life struck me as so unusual and full of some kind of uh, inner peace and joy and direction. Um, I just knew I, I needed I needed some of that. So I ended up calling my local church and asking them. Uh, I was think I was 13 years old, and I'm kind of intrigued that I did this looking back and asked them, how do I become a Christian? I need what my grandma has. And they, they directed me into um, a class that ended up uh, con- going through a confirmation process of that church, but I did give my life to Christ and was baptized as a result of that. I don't find it that unusual that at 13 you were putting your faith in Christ. I love that. That's when I put my, I was seeking out a solution to the answers that I wasn't getting in life at 13. I did the same thing. Mm. I didn't have a grandma that was example like that, but I thought that, that, I think that's fantastic. So Steve, as you run, you're the director of the Center for Faith and Work right there in LA. When you hear, I work for him, what does that mean to you? Well, any organization that sees what our life is supposed to be about in its entirety uh, from Monday through Saturday, kind of in between the times that we normally set aside for what we think of church or uh, religion or maybe going to a Bible study or being involved in some church program, but that looks at, you know, what is your whole life supposed to be about? How can we learn more about that and uh, be faithful in and seeing Christ as Lord of everything, uh, that that's something I want to be uh, dialed in on and supportive. I think that's a, just a critical message for the church today. Now, we're going to get into the history of the Center for Faith and Work Los Angeles here in a second, but I want to make sure that in every segment of the show today, we're highlighting this upcoming annual conference that you're doing and people can find out more about it at faithandworkla.com. But tell us about the Center for Faith and Work LA conference is happening on the 7th of April. What's going on? At the conference itself, we are looking forward to having uh, really helping believers understand the value, first and foremost, uh, and importance from God's perspective of their work. Uh, And we're going to be doing that by uh, showing ways that they can better see God present and active in their work. Uh, We've pulled together this uh, pretty amazing and diverse group of top thought leaders, authors. Uh, We have corporate business executives from the Silicon Valley area and as well as local. Wait, 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 just a second. Wait a minute. minute. You just said corporate business leaders from Silicon Valley. You're telling me that there are people who love Jesus and work in Silicon Valley. (laughs) Yeah, actually, the stories that we've been hearing coming out of uh, some of these uh, Christian executives that have partnered and put together companies, uh, it's, uh, it's absolutely amazing. I didn't even know you could do things like that in these companies. So we're, we're very excited to, to be hearing more from them and, and having uh, Q&As and panels and opportunity to really engage with, with some of these leaders. Oh. That is fantastic. I just, you know, I, yes, I said it sarcastically, but I wanted to make sure people understand that even though we never hear of God moving in places like Apple, Google, 
uh, uh, you know, Microsoft, these places that are that are operating up and down the West Coast, but that God has plants in every one of those places, people living for Jesus, living out their faith. And then all of those supporting companies. I mean, there are thousands of companies in Silicon Valley. I'm just excited to hear you say, hey, we're bringing some leaders that love Jesus from the Silicon Valley and bringing them on to the the, uh, the annual conference that the Center for Faith and Work is bringing in. That is happening on April the 7th, and I understand it's at the Santa Monica Bay Women's Club. Did I say that right, Santa Monica yes, Bay Women's Club? Or is it correct. Santa Monica Bay Women's Club? Yeah, Santa Monica Bay Women's Club. Got it. People can find out more, faithandworkla.com. Now, Margaret, here's a question for you. You're mm-hmm. an artist, and I don't understand that at all because God mm-hmm. didn't allot any artistry abilities to me at all i can't even draw a circle (laughs) tell me how you've got a would you call it a uh, well describe what you do on a day-to-day basis well i'm the uh, president of a co-op of a group of artists Uh, we run an art studios and gallery in downtown torrance which is a suburb of los angeles and uh, we uh, invite the public in to see us working in the studios, as well as uh, we have a gallery, and we run a lot of classes and workshops to introduce others uh, to be able to take further steps in becoming creative like the God that created them. So um, that's what, what I do on a daily basis. I help run the gallery and studios, as well as create art myself, and uh, I'm a pastel artist with uh, the medium of soft pastel. I love to paint the California landscape uh, in the tradition of the California Impressionists of 100 years ago. Okay, but which California landscape, though, Margaret? Because I drove through California last year. I saw the dunes, the imperial sand dunes, which looked like the Sahara Desert. I saw the mountains with the huge boulders that uh, as we were driving uh, up into San Diego. And, of course, you saw San Diego and Dana Beach. I think it was Dana Beach. And all uh, incredible. I mean, the the landscapes. Which one of those landscapes Mm -hmm. is it that you love to specialize in? Oh, all of it. I love uh, the eucalyptus trees, the coves and the cliffs along the coast, as well as the desert out uh, in Borrego Springs area. And uh, so the beautiful desert, as well as the mountains, every, all of it. I love doing landscape. The Center for Faith and Work in Los Angeles. They've got an upcoming annual conference, and we wanted to bring Stephen Margaret in talking about the conference to make sure that people knew they could get signed up now and make sure that they knew that this was something that just everybody knows about. I want to make sure that st- people know what's going on in Los Angeles, all the great things that God is moving. Stephen Margaret, why don't you talk about, Steve, why don't you just talk about the uh, uh, this upcoming conference that's coming up in Los Angeles? You've got on April the 7th at the Santa Monica Bay Women's Club, Who's going to be some of your speakers? We are uh, incredibly excited to be able to host this year uh, Dr. Art Lindsley, who's a, a really a, an expert theologian, author, thought leader in the faith and work movement, works at the Institute for Faith, Work, and Economics uh, back in the D.C. area. We'll be having uh, Dr. Paul Stevens, who's a prolific author and leader um, out of uh, Regent College in the Vancouver, Canada area, uh, and he's coming down to talk about faith and work. Both of them have some very unique personal experiences uh, in their own careers 
and great stories. And we're going to have Henry Kasner, who is, um, he was the uh, co-founder of uh, Broadband.com in the Silicon Valley area, as well as founder of uh, Sovereign's Capital, um, which is a venture capital investment firm uh, for Christian business owners. And uh, we'll be having... Uh, Francis Sue, who is a math professor at Harvey Mudd College and a, a really a, a leader in the mathematics community nationally, um, talks about his experience bringing his faith into the work, as well as uh, other business owners, local coffee shop owners. We've got uh, journalists. Um, just kind of a very diverse crowd, and, and the format will be panel interviews, plenary talks, uh, small group interactive discussion times, exercises, things. So it'll be a very engaging kind of a format. Well, I'm excited about that, and we've got one of your speakers on the line, Dr. Art Lindsley. Art Lindsley, welcome back to I Work For Him. Great. Well, thank you for having me on. You know, we we talked many years back. It's, it's probably two, two, two and a half years back. Uh, we highlighted one of the articles you wrote for the Institute of Faith, Work, and Economics. And I'm glad to hear that you're heading to California, getting away from that crazy area that you live in over by Washington, D.C., and, and back over in California where the other crazy people live. That, that's fantastic. I'm excited. I'm excited to be going there, so. So talk to me, Art, how did you become passionate about helping people connect their faith, their work, and the economics of it all? Well, uh, I started really when I was president of the C.S. Lewis Institute for a number of years. The purpose of the Institute was to be able to develop disciples that could articulate, defend, and live faith in Christ through personal and public life. And so I had to really work with people in making that connection between personal and public life. And so we had teaching with lots of professionals in the D.C. area, including people in the political world and in business. And I did a lot of mentoring of people and did vocational interviews. And so a real passion to get people to be in a place that, that really fit them. And then the last six years I've been with the Institute for Faith, Work, and Economics. It was kind of a natural transition after 25 years with with the institute with cs lewis institute uh because i do have this passion about the importance of people making that connection i think often there's a disconnect uh between uh, in this issue of faith and work where do you think that disconnect comes from art yeah i think it largely a lot of different factors which i'll be discussing in my talk but i think the perhaps the biggest one is a sacred uh, secular split. I've just even been recently uh, both reading articles and, and with different groups of people that were speaking about what's really important. Remember an article about someone that's really sort of famous person, I won't mention who it is, but it was, uh, her ministry was judged by the number of pastors that she had come out of her ministry. And of course, it's a good thing to have pastors come out of your ministry, but that was the sole criteria of her success or other people that place number of missionaries that come out of it. And, of course, it's a great thing to be called a mission, but uh, it seems like there's a hierarchy of the, the pastor and the missionary, or I think there's even a new category now for those that are younger, the social justice kind of ministry. One person that I interviewed said 
that she wanted to go to the most dangerous parts of Africa. That was the thing she wanted to do most. And after about three hours of doing a vocational interview with her, I saw nothing with regard to Africa and nothing with regard to risk or danger or adventure. And when I mentioned that, she started crying. And she said, I don't want to go to the most dangerous parts of Africa. But she had felt that that was the only way to justify her existence because of the many conferences she'd been to in, in college on social justice and the, and the needs that are there. So uh, what do people that are, say, in the U.S. and in business and in medicine and politics and that kind of thing to think? Are they second-class citizens or not? Of course, mm -hmm. I don't think they are. I love that. And, and to think that that woman was feeling guilted into, hey, what I'm doing doesn't make a difference. i got to go do something that really not my calling in order to make an impact. And I think that yeah, that's – that's go ahead. Well, this idea of, in quotes, full-time Christian ministry is the ultimate thing, whereas we all ought to be, of course, in a ministry that's full-time committed to the Lord. But it's, it's that kind of hierarchy that's still there, and still, despite many efforts, is still there in people's hearts, even if they sometimes uh, understand it. I mean, it's, it's a, a deeper kind of rooted thing. It's been around for so long, it's hard to shake, and we need to think about uh, what's the significance of work in God's creation. Now, you're going to be traveling to California this, to the Center for Faith and Works at Los Angeles, their annual conference. You're going to be speaking to a diverse audience, lots of people. Mm -hmm. What is the biggest thing you want those attendees to walk away with? Because the, we're trying to attract people to come, get people to, to let everybody know, hey, this is what's going on. What's the biggest thing that you're hoping they're going to walk away with when they leave at the end of the day on April the 7th? I think there there will be several things that will be sort of paradigm breakers or little bombshells will go off in your mind. But I think the most important one would be uh, that Jesus, for about 20 years, was a small businessman. And if God sent his son to be involved as a tecton, as a carpenter, a construction worker, for about 20 years, then it must be okay to be in business. And it must be okay <laughs> – to be uh, able to work with your hands, for instance, to be a construction worker. And that, that really alters the way that, that Christians look at this whole idea of faith and work. Uh, and so That's we'll great. When you, when you that say that, several, are, several other ideas. Are, when you say that, you know, when was the last time you attended a church when you weren't preaching that a pastor talked about Jesus's reputation in the marketplace? Very, very few. I, I do go to a church that does try to emphasize this, but even then, I'd say it doesn't, it doesn't come out. I mean, people that are working uh, in jobs in the, in quote, secular world are not given acknowledgement as really being having a, a equal status with everybody else. And what's amazing is our Savior spent more time in the marketplace than he did as an itinerant preacher. Yep. And, and it's so important to understand that. Art, you are writing all the time. I see articles pop up all the time from you at the Institute of Faith, Work, and Economics. How can people follow you and your writing and your heart and your passions? What's the best way to follow you? Yeah, I think probably to just go to our website for the Institute for Faith, Work, and Economics. It's T. Tifwe.org, T-I-F-W-E.org, or you can think of it this way, the Institute for Faith, Work, and Economics. So T-I-F-W-E.org. And we have a, a number, we have a blog there you can sign up for, blogs five days a week. 
We have a book by Hugh Welchel, How Then Should We Work? Another one, For the Least of These, A Biblical Answer to Poverty. Another one called Counting the Cost, Christian Perspectives on Capitalism. Another one I've uh, written recently was Free Indeed, uh, Living Life in Light of the Biblical View of Freedom. That looks at freedom and how it relates to political, economic, and religious freedom. So lots of different things that you can check out there. All right, so people can check out on the Institute of Faith, Work, and Economics website, tiffwe.org. Yep. And we'll make sure we have that link on our Facebook page this afternoon. Art Lindsley, thanks for calling in to I Work for Him today. I'm looking forward to hearing the results of that incredible day in Los Angeles on April the 7th. Thank you, Art. Thank you so much. All right. Well, Steve and Margaret, that's exciting to hear from Art and his passion in helping people connect um, what they hear on Sunday with what they do in their nine to five and to recognize their marketplace calling. That's exciting to hear his voice, isn't it? Oh, tremendously excited. We're we're so grateful to be able to call Art uh, our friend at CFWLA. Wow, it's very exciting. So when you hear what Art had to say, uh, tell me what it is you're most excited about hearing him speak about, Steve. I think art uh, represents such a deep and clear connection to um, scripture itself and seeing um, both the the message right. that Jesus came to bear as well as, um, you know, what the rest of we'll, the we'll be right story back with more. Fire. We'll be right back with more with Steve Lindsley in the Center for Faith and Work in Los Angeles, California. You can check them out online, faithandworkla.com, faithandworkla.com. They've got an annual conference coming up on April the 7th, and I want to make sure we got the show out there so that if you are going to be in L.A., you can get involved in this conference. They've got incredible speakers. Steve and Margaret Lindsay, welcome back to I Work for Him. Thank you. Thanks. Steve, I very much apologize for interrupting you and asking a a really long question and only giving you like 30 seconds to answer it. I asked you when you heard what Art was talking about and and you heard that he was really just trying to help people understand that their real calling, no matter where it was in the marketplace, really mattered to God. How encouraging is that to you? Uh, It's incredibly encouraging. Art is one of these people that is, he's so deeply biblical and being able to illustrate that, uh, some very important points uh, extensively from the, the storyline and theology of the Bible itself uh, with such clarity that I, it's always just a tremendous joy to be able to partner with him or um, study his writings and uh, to get to have him come and, and bring that message um, is just a you know, tremendous privilege for us. Uh, we're just so grateful to be able to count Art as one of our, our friends and what we're trying to do. So you've got a conference coming up on April the 7th at the Santa Monica Bay Women's Club. And it's what, what are the times? How, what, what's the times for the conference? It starts at uh, 9 a.m., and then we will uh, uh, wrap up uh, right about 4.30. Um, there'll be uh, uh, a lot going on all day. It includes lunch and parking, and uh, so it's kind of a, a turnkey thing where uh, come and we'll, we'll take good care of you and engage you for the entire day. Wow, and you got a whole big lineup of speakers, faithandworkla.com, faithandworkla.com. You can sign up, just look for the tab. I know that there's a, there's a tab annual conference, right? That's what they click on in order to be able to register for the conference? 
Yes, there'll be okay. a link directly header at the top of our website. All right. Well, I'm gonna break to your. You've got a. We've got somebody calling in that has been to your past conference and is also involved in your fellows program. We're gonna get more information about that, and we got more questions from Margaret as well to draw her into this conversation. But first, I want to welcome Scott Cruz to I Work for him. Hello. Hey, Scott. How you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. You're in the LA, the LA world. That's where you're calling in from. That that is correct. Burbank, <laughs> uh, Los Angeles. Burbank, area. California. We all, you know, all of us there, you know, anywhere to the east of you, always thought Burbank was such an incredible place. And uh, how do you feel about it? It's just getting better. It's <laughs> been. Uh, I've lived here for about eight years now, and it's been uh, the only part of town I've I've felt most at home in. So it's a good. That's, I, I love good area. that. What's your involvement been with the Center for Faith and Work in Los Angeles, California? So uh, originally just um, uh, attending the conference last year, the inaugural conference. So you and, got to go last uh, year. Well, how did you I find did. out about it last year? So my wife, actually, she um, uh, her siblings work for the New York branch uh, out of uh, Redeemer Presbyterian. Okay. Um, and so we, we had kind of uh, loosely known about the program, about um, – uh, the Redeemer branch, and uh, actually, when Steve and Margaret, um, I think, were kind of researching uh, how to implement it in Cal in LA, um, they connected with with Aaron's sister, and uh, and uh, uh, we kind of heard it through the grapevine. So we kind of became a little interested in in what was going to happen out here in LA, and uh, and the rest is history. Uh, so you heard it through the grapevine, so there were dancing grapes involved in that. Uh, yeah. You heard it. Nice, nice. And that just brought a song exactly. into my head. I'm, I'm going to have to get rid of that. It's going to take days. <laughs> All right. So you got to go to the conference last year. What was your biggest takeaway? Uh, yeah, I'd say, I mean, there was it was a full day. But uh, I think um, one of the overarching themes was this idea of the four-chapter gospel. And I think that was a refreshing concept for me, um, kind of uh, reorienting and understanding uh, God's story in this four-chapter uh, frame of creation, fall, redemption, restoration. Um, that, was, that was a new idea to you. Yeah, it was. It was uh, a new way of of looking at you know a familiar idea. Right? And, um, and so, sorry. No, I was, I was just saying. So, how did that impact how you? What, what, what's your daily job? What's your mission field look like on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, I mean, I. I am uh, an actor, writer, inter- entertainment industry out here, so it's it's uh, a very fluid uh, mission field and often <laughs> frustrating. Um, but uh, uh, to be able to kind of look at my my personal story out here and kind of apply this theme of of creation, fall, redemption, restoration, seeing the the original good intent, the the struggle that we that we face every day, but but being able to see what what God is redeeming, what He's calling us to redeem, and 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 then this final vision of restoration was just a very powerful kind of idea for me to begin with in the in that conference, and then fortunately I've been a fellow now or going through the fellows program for the last several months and kind of just really digging a lot deeper into that and and what that means. So. 
Well, talk to me about that. So you're involved in the Fellows Program, which is also being offered by the, the Center for Faith and Work in Los Angeles, found online at faithandworkla.com. What has that fellowship experience been like for you? Well, if you didn't get enough college, it would be a, a perfect uh, re-invitation into some, some very intensive studying and reading and um, uh, honestly just reshaping uh, our understanding. I think a lot of us uh, that have grown up in the faith uh, have also maybe become very comfortable in the faith. And so to spend such... Uh, a lengthy, intensive period of time, just really digging in deeper, rediscovering um, all aspects of our belief system, our worldview, um, what God says about Himself and about us. I think to get to get into that in a in a deep, deep level, uh, it's it's just a very transformational process, and and we couldn't be happier that we're a part of it. I get to take it with my wife too, which is. Uh, a very highly recommended, yeah. So when you look at this last year and you look at the impact of understanding the connection between what you hear on Sunday and what you're doing in your nine to five as a writer and an actor, mm-hmm. how has this impact, how has this changed how you look at your at your workplace on a day-to-day basis? Uh, I mean, you know, there's many ways I can answer that. One thing that stands out to me um as a highlight would be uh, this idea of just kind of getting rid of the, the notion of sacred versus secular and, uh, and understanding that, that my vocation is, is um, good and holy and uh, to be able to do work well matters to God. And, uh, and it doesn't really matter what field you're in or what kind of work you do, but uh, how you do that work is is what excites God, what delights God, and what He's calling us into. Um, so, yeah, I think for me, just understanding the value of of uh, putting pen on paper and and writing uh, a good story, or uh, or bringing a character on and and uh, performing that well, I think those are those are. Uh, much more significant than maybe my past self would have said as far as kind of weighing those against um, spreading the gospel, you know, with everything we do. I mean, uh, I think there's obviously truth and and necessity to um, us being open about our 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 way we understand the world as believers um, in in the work we do and, and in how we interact with people. But just the value of the work itself for me has been a, an eye opening. And uh, and just it's huge it's got to be great. It's got to be great knowing you've got a place there in Los Angeles to go lean on and to learn how to do a better job every day, connecting your faith to what you do as an actor, writer. And I pulled you up on IMDb. So you uh, Knights of the Long Table, 2014, Harry Potter's <laughs> Parent Teacher Conference, 2012. I'm I'm sad that I missed that one. But you got Man Camp, Man Camp coming out here in 2018. Has that already been released, or is that coming up this year? So we are in uh, pre-production on that movie, and we're we're going to be shooting uh, July August this year, um, and that's a self-written uh, chance for us to be pretty stupid uh, on a feature film. 
Wow. Well, fantastic. Congratulations. We pray that God can use you in incredible ways, producing excellence in the film industry in an area that our country thinks is lost to the devil. They think, but yet we know because of so many incredible, just this past weekend, um, uh, uh, I can only imagine producing almost 18 right. million in uh, that's pretty good for a, for a little film. Love that. It was fantastic. Scott Cruz, thanks for coming on to I Work for him, sharing a little of your story, sharing a little bit about how the Center for Faith and Work Los Angeles has made an impact in your life. Scott Cruz, thank you for coming on today. Thank you very much. Thanks, Scott. Steve and Margaret, that's that's fun. It's got to be fun to hear the hard work that you two have put into getting the Center for Faith and Work in Los Angeles up and running to hear some of the fruit. That, that's got to be fun. Margaret, how does that make you feel? Oh, it feels great. Uh, people like Scott and his wife Erin are the, the reason that uh, Steve and I wanted to start the Center for Faith and Work Los Angeles. Um, we just want to pour in to the younger generation and help them understand how their faith impacts every aspect of their lives and especially their work. And uh, to just really uh, help them get that Christian worldview and how it applies to every field and uh, every part of their lives. It's just, it's great. So, but you're so busy, Margaret, running your art studio, your art gallery, this co-op you talked about. How do you have time to get involved in the Center for Faith and Work? What's your favorite part to get involved in? Well, the um, I have been quite involved in uh, shaping the spiritual formation aspect of the Fellows Program. Uh, we really follow a program that uh, is called modeled after the head, heart, and hands, and head is a lot of the theology, the heart is the spiritual formation, and then the hands is the application to their own workplace. So I I love getting involved in uh, really uh, shaping and helping to shape these uh, young folks uh, to draw closer to God and to help them to in their own walk with with God and to see we we really put a lot of stock in um, the, they needing to see that Jesus transformed their own lives so that they can have faith that he will transform their workplace and their mm. vocational lives. All right, we're talking with Steve and Margaret Lindsay today. They're from the Center for Faith and Work in Los Angeles. That's right, Los Angeles, California, where God is doing amazing things. God moved Steve and Margaret to start the the Center for Faith and Work a couple of years ago. We met, Martha and I met him back in October of 2017 in Kansas City. And Steve, we wanted to hear more about this upcoming conference you've got. It's coming up on April the 7th at the Santa Monica Bay Women's Club. How do people get signed up? They can go directly to our website. Uh, it's really easy at faithandworkla.com. There'll be a, a banner at the top of the page. You just click on it. It takes you to the conference page that gives you all the details about the conference, the speakers. Uh, there's, a, there's a link right at the top for registering and get you, get you signed up. That's fantastic. Okay. So, you know, Scott Cruz mentioned something that I want to make sure we explain for our, our listening audience and also just help us understand, because a lot of us have been taught a two-part gospel, a two-chapter gospel, but really it's a four-chapter gospel. Explain what that means. Art Lindsley also referred to it. Art Lindsley, who's going to be one of your speakers from the Institute of Faith, Work, and Economics. Talk to us, talk to us briefly about the four-chapter gospel. Sure. Yeah, I think both of them referenced the idea that 
Uh, we need to remove this notion of a sacred secular divide in our lives and see our daily lives as every bit as important and spiritual as the lives of their pastor or missionary or what a local charity worker does, um, that there's no hierarchy uh, of careers in God's mind. Um, Christians often live as if the message of the Bible, I think they divide it into two main parts. They think of the fall of mankind into sin, and then, and then the second part being a response to that, God's response of a plan for redemption through faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, but the story of the Bible doesn't really just start there, and it certainly doesn't end there. Um, there's a, a creation story and an original purpose that's laid out by God to have uh, us as God's image bearers uh, fill the earth, uh, use it to love and serve him and to serve each other for this greater flourishing of the entire world. Uh, and then the story doesn't just end on the the other side with our sins being forgiven and us sort of you know, eventually floating off to heaven or something, um, but rather in a following Jesus in, in a full life that picks up where that creation story left off and that we're still called and in a way recalled back into uh, filling the earth um, with people that love and glorify God and use all their gifts and skills and callings to foster flourishing in this world. Uh, that being really a platform for the gospel itself and, and the message of evangelism, which, which we all, all want to see happen. And of course, we live out um, all that in the hope of that when Jesus returns, he'll finally make all that fully possible, or in theological language, we talk about uh, the world having kind of a consummated end to it. Um, this is the, the f more full story of the gospel, the way we see it into four chapters with a creation, fall, redemption, and restoration, and, and having everyone find their place in that larger story. And a lot of people have a hard time believing we're in that restoration period, yet yet each one of us in our individual locations around the globe, as there's seven and a half billion of us on this planet, are each part of that redemption period, that restor excuse me, that re restoration period. Uh, and we can restore by being Jesus where we are. We get to be we get to play a part in all of that. Now, Steve, you, you have a six-week introduction course that you offer there at the Center for Faith and Work. And one of the things you mentioned to me as we're prepping for the show a couple of weeks ago was that there are two or three dozen of these centers for faith and work across the country. So how do people find out if there's one in their locality? Do you have any idea? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, if you were to just Google Center for Faith and Work or Institute for Faith and Work, um, you will find a host of organizations around the country. Um, in fact, when we started ours, we immediately got contacted by uh, a Denver Institute for Faith Work and Work, uh, Nashville Institute for Faith. I mean, the, they just immediately made themselves aware of their work and partnered with us and offered resources. And they, they are popping up in just about every major metropolitan city around the U.S. That is really cool. So talk to us about this six-week course that you offer there at the uh, Center for Faith and Work in Los Angeles, found online at faithandworkla.com. Yeah, sure. We uh, What we really want to do in that course is help believers develop 
a common language for thinking and talking about their work. And, and that meaning one that's more uh, biblical and sees how God's very active and involved already in their workplace, and that they're called specifically to partner with God through their, their own work context. And we provide them uh, spiritual formation practices and tools um, that are very applicable to more the everyday, uh, you know, working uh, person, uh, ways of looking at and experiencing and seeing God with a heightened awareness and clarity. So when somebody gets that, their appetite whetted as they just like, wow, oh man, you mean my work matters to God? I mean, that's got to be exciting to see that intro. Margaret, you said you developed some of the four, some of the spiritual formation parts of the fellows program. Do you get involved in the Mm -hmm. spiritual formation part of that six week program as well? Uh, A bit, yes, I do. Um, We we like to offer spiritual practices that go along with uh, with all of the teaching, so that we're connecting the the head, heart, and hands in everything we do. So when you guys then move on to inviting people to be part of the the fellows program, now is that like a a whole year long program, Steve? What's that like? Uh, We think of it as a a nine month immersion program, probably in terms of uh, what you would compare it. Two would be something like a, a leadership development, executive leadership development uh, certificate program that maybe a, you know an MBA school would offer. That's about the level of intensity it is, and it's 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 designed to cultivate mature Christians who uh, are sent out into their various vocational spheres, and they become leaders who see God's heart uh, for the cities societies, institutions uh, that they all serve in. Uh, We train them, as Margaret described, with kind of this head, heart, hands model. We want to be holistic in their learning experience. Uh, And we dive into a deep theological training. We move them through extensive spiritual formation practices and exercises for their own personal lives. Um, you know, we, we deeply believe that. I think Chuck Colson said that it's only transformed people that transform culture. Right. Um, so we want to make it very personal and uh, formative in their own lives. And then we conclude with the development of, of the whole idea of specific vocational callings and that in-depth study of the different vocational areas of society from a biblical perspective. And they're all required at the end of the program to uh, present a cultural renewal project, which they get to present to the class. Wow, that's very cool. Now, Margaret, as you've learned all this stuff, helped develop all of this curriculum that you guys are teaching in the six-week course and the nine-month course, as you run your art gallery studio, how has that impacted, how has that changed how you manage that whole process? Well, it's definitely um, caused me to pray a lot more <laughs> and to uh, just to to bring it all before the Lord and realize that um, as we are creating beauty, it's all a reflection of uh, God's beauty. And even all of our artists, even though they, they may not be Christians, they are participating in that cultural mandate of um, bringing, being God's image bearers in the, in the world as they are creative. They are uh, imaging the Creator, and um, I just keep holding them all bef- before the Lord and uh, and asking for their them to bring that to their their minds and to uh, become Christians themselves. Hey, give a quick plug on how people can find you on the web. 
for the art studio yes. is um, destination-art.net. That's our, our art studio over there. Or I'm at margaretlindsay.com. Very good. Steve, last 20 seconds. Who do you want coming to your conference on April the 4th? April the 7th, excuse me. April the 7th. Great. Yeah. Any Christian in the greater Los Angeles or Orange County area who wants to better understand and get inspired in experiencing God more present and active in their work lives, this is the place to be. Steve and Margaret Lindsay, well, thank you so much for being such a great guest on iWorkFrame, for bringing to our iWorkFrame audience all about your upcoming conference. Thanks for being on iWorkFrame today. Thank Thank you you so much, Jim. Make sure you check out Stephen Lindsay at the Center for Faith and Work Los Angeles online at faithandworkla.com. That's faithandworkla.com. Sign up today for their April 7th conference. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, it's my mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. 